Welcome to the Living Artist Podcast. I'm your host, Preston M. Smith. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Living Artist Podcast. I'm Preston M. Smith, at PMS Artwork Everywhere on internet land and socials. I want to thank you for landing on this podcast. Whether you're a professional artist, just getting started in the art world, a collector of art, or just consider yourself a creative person, this podcast has something for you. I like to think of it as a fun way to rant and talk to other creative people about living the life of an artist, surviving and getting ahead in the art world, and enjoying your life. But most importantly, not waiting until you're dead to make it happen. All right, let's get started. It's me, Mumford, and I'm taking over today. I'm going to be doing the podcast. You don't need to listen to this Preston kid. He doesn't know what he's talking about. I'm going to guide you through it. And we're going to be talking about things like mitochondrial Wait a minute. What's that all about? Okay, anyway, so we're going to be talking about the three things that you can do to... What's happening? Oh, man... I guess they won't let me do it. Well, anyway, on to the episode. Yeah. No, I was uh, I was really debating whether or not I should just keep going on and do the whole episode. As Mumford, but I think uh, I might lose some some listeners after a while. So we're going to keep going on as usual, according to plan. Welcome back to the Living Artist Podcast, everybody. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking about some random thoughts and exercises and tactics that I've been thinking about recently. And some of these things you can just apply right away and work on and, you know, apply them to your life, apply them to your art, and hopefully they'll help. So the first one I was thinking about was, yes, as Mumford said at the beginning, mitochondrial function. I'm sure you've heard the expression, how you do anything is how you do everything. Well, to take that a step further, since the mitochondria of our cells and the energy production there is kind of responsible for the energy production of our entire body, it's almost like how our mitochondria does anything is how we do everything. So I was just thinking one of the little hacks you can do just to help your life is to focus on uh, mitochondrial function. What can you do to boost your mitochondrial function and energy production? And some of those things that you can do, obviously, are just like strength training and meditation and getting enough sleep and nutrition, of course. Like I supplement with L-carnitine a little bit. That always helps with the cell energy production of the body. Um, You can add some stuff like healthy green tea to your diet, or you can just do something as simple as getting electrolytes into your diet. Like I buy some LMNT packets from time to time. It's measured. A lot of people use it. A lot of teams use it. Sporting teams use it now. Um, A lot of the people that I listen to on podcasts, scientists and top performers use this. And it's just a measurement of magnesium, salt, and potassium on the right levels. And it just helps to get the hydration to you on a cellular level because a lot of people are drinking water, but it's really not being absorbed. So these are just some things that you can do, some hacks you can do to get, you know, your mitochondrial function working better to boost your mitochondrial function because, you know, it's one of those things where it's like us a little bit. The mitochondria will actually get lazy and complacent if you don't test them a little bit or if you don't give them, 
you know, some healthy stress, uh, like with exercise or with meditation or with, you know, uh, breathing exercises or heat shock, like you do with a sauna or an infrared sauna or a cold plunge, things like this, all these things can help. So that's the first thing I was thinking about how you do anything is how you do everything. And how your mitochondria does anything is how you do everything. That's just something to think about and uh, apply to your life. The second thing I was thinking about, and I've talked about this a little bit on the podcast before, but it seems to be something that other people are talking about now. I heard it on another podcast the other day and I was like, oh man, I was saying this like two years ago. Uh, It's one of those things, it's that old saying of you are the average of the five people you hang out with the most. Well, okay, so maybe you want to start supercharging your career. And even as a human being, maybe you want to make more money. Maybe you want to just supercharge your thought process a little bit. You know, look at the five people you're hanging out with the most. Maybe some people are negative that you're hanging out with. Maybe some people are are complacent themselves. They're not doing a lot. You know, of course you can go out there and get into a group or join like an artistic group or something like that that can expose you to different people who are more engaged in the art world, who are doing more or who are more productive or take more initiative in their lives and their art careers. Or, you know, one thing that I do is, and this is something that's, you know, happened with the pandemic and just in our day and age, it used to be that this saying was like, well, we have all these people around us that we hang out with the most. And really, you're not spending that much time with the five people you hang out with the most. Most people aren't, at least. Maybe you're seeing a friend once a week or twice a week at tops. Or maybe you're seeing one person like I would be seeing my wife every day, right? But maybe you want to increase some of that. And one way to kind of hack that is to expose yourself to more people through like podcasts or like YouTube or audiobooks. I do that a lot. Like I'll just go do a deep dive on somebody and I'll just kind of digest all their audiobooks and I'll listen to their podcasts and I'll absorb a lot of the stuff from there. And, and a lot of it is stuff that does overlap with being an artist, but it's not necessarily just about being an artist. It's about being, you know, a high performer in some other category or even a scientist or somebody who's doing uh, physical therapy or training or something like that. Something that I know that I can apply to my life that will also enhance my artistic career. So just focus on maybe hanging out with, uh, I'm, I'm doing air quotes so nobody can see, but focus on hanging out with maybe two or three new People, like start exposing yourself to podcasts. If you don't listen to other podcasts, listen to more podcasts. If you don't get audiobooks, you know, maybe you want to get a subscription to Audible or maybe you want to just watch more YouTube videos. There's so many things that are out there for free now that you can expose yourself to. But this you will find if you find somebody who's really inspirational, and hopefully this podcast is inspirational for you too. But surrounding yourself with people like this, you might spend more time listening to a person on a podcast or on a YouTube channel or an audiobook, you might spend more time with this person than you do with any of your closest friends every week. So that is powerful. That is something that can elevate your mood and elevate your way of thinking. That's another one that I just wanted to talk about. If you're feeling like you're maybe just a little bit stagnant, start exposing yourself to some different people through podcasts or through joining artistic groups or through you know just going out there and meeting more people in galleries, whatever you want to do. Okay, so that's two. The third thing I wanted to talk about was and challenge people to do is hone in on their story a little bit more and apply that. Like think about your story as an artist because really that's what the human brain latches onto more than anything, more than being like, oh yeah, you're a top performer or oh my God, your art is so amazing. More than that, it's really about the stories we tell. 
And like, that's why movies are so engaging. That's why music is so engaging. That's why we've always passed down so much wisdom from different generations through telling stories. And I think that's how people latch on to artists even more than their work, or let's say first they're exposed to your work. They might get even more engaged with your work through the story you tell about yourself, your journey as an artist. And Whatever that means to you, like one of the things that I had to figure out a while back was, well, what am I doing here with my art? At the time, I was just very focused on, well, I wanted my quality of my art to be great and I wanted to speak for itself. But if I'm being honest with myself, I was being a little bit lazy with that. And so I had to kind of get focused in on what story am I trying to tell with my work or, or what am I trying to do with my work? And that was that whole process of you know, going from darkness into light with not only with the colors, the theme of my work, but the theme of my life going from, uh, you know, a place where I struggled with drinking and, you know, depression and stuff from childhood, but turning that into having more positive energy in my life and art. And that really reflected in my work. So once I really kind of honed in on that, it made sense. And that's the image I was, or the story I was projecting to people. And if people want to ask me or if they want to get into it more, you know, on a one-on-one basis or through a newsletter or through an email, I can talk to them about it more. And a lot of times people will then resonate with your story and it elevates your art even more and they get really attached to it. So your story doesn't have to be that. It doesn't have to be like some, oh my God, some dramatic turning from darkness into light. It could just be maybe you overcame some obstacles with where you were raised. Maybe you came from a different country and you had to learn a new language and come here and you had to relearn everything and, and, and learn how to express yourself in a way that people from a different environment could understand and how that reflected in your work and how you exposing that and your background to a collector can open their eyes to something else or it can, you know, show them a different perspective that they're not used to. It can be anything, but I, I just challenge you to really sit down and think about something that is unique to you, something that is a unique story to you. And a lot of times people go, well, I don't really have a unique story. But if you really think about this, if you sit in on it and meditate for a while and think about what, you know, where your creativity comes from, a lot of times that's a good window into uh, telling a great story or maybe something about pain or overcoming pain or catharsis or whatever it is. Sit down, take some time with this. And when you do latch into something, and maybe it's something small, I would challenge you to incorporate this a little bit into your social media or your newsletter. Give this a try. Try to be a little bit bold with your sharing. Don't be afraid to expose some vulnerability about yourself because I think that's what people really latch onto. They latch onto a story, whether that's overcoming odds or just somebody you know, exposing a problem that they had to deal with and they overcame. I think that's something that a lot of people really go, oh, wow, I'm, how, this was so brave or, or oh, this is something that I also struggle with in my life. And it just helps them to find another way to latch on to your artwork and to your message and the theme of your work. So that's the third thing I was thinking about a little bit. And, and I challenge you to try to incorporate that into some sort of social media platform or some sort of outreach to your potential collectors or your, or your fan base. I'm going to give you one little bonus one before we go. I don't want to make this too long, but one thing that I was, I was listening to on another podcast and we talk about 
Tony Robbins. But we haven't really talked about Mel Robbins. And uh, Mel Robbins has this little thing that she does that she talks about. Uh, it's almost a little bit of a mindset hack, which I really love. And it's something you can do. It's so short. There's so many things and so many people that talk about positive affirmations, right, these days. Oh, just do affirmations in the morning and blah, blah, blah. Well, affirmations are great if they have some sort of foundation in emotion or energy. But a lot of times people are just saying an affirmation and there's really nothing behind it. Like they really don't believe it. Like if you're looking in the mirror and you say, I'm beautiful, I'm beautiful, like I'm beautiful, I'm talented, I'm strong. If you don't really believe that, these are just empty words, right? So one thing that I would recommend you doing uh, is something that Mel Robbins talks about. I think she has a book about this as well. And that is the high five in the mirror. Uh, For me, it sounds like, ah, whatever, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to high five myself in the mirror. Uh, Pause for garbage truck. I always like to record these on Mondays when they're picking up garbage. Where was I? Oh, it's, it's kind of like almost hacking physical contact too. She doesn't really talk about that as much, but you know, we kind of need to feel that presence with somebody else. We need to feel that physical contact. We need to feel, you know, the eye contact. Somebody believes in us. So one little hack you can do in the morning, just do this and you can pair this with an affirmation as well. But once you really get that feeling going, it'll be more powerful. But look at yourself in the mirror, just give yourself eye contact and, you know, give yourself a confident smile and just give a little high five to yourself in the mirror. I like to make contact with the mirror so it feels like you're like high fiving yourself. And I know it sounds ridiculous, but it kind of works. I remember the first day I did it, I was like, oh man, you know, I do feel a little energized. So, hey, whatever works, we're always trying to find ways to improve our mindset. I, you know, I talked about the mitochondria function and how you do anything is how you do everything. Well, these little things, these little tweaks, these little hacks, these little tips and, you know, tactics and whatever you want to call them, these little things, just applying some new stuff each week can really just turn into huge amounts of progress in your life and your creativity and your energy levels. And if your energy is increased, your creative output is going to increase. And if your energy is increased, your attitude is going to increase. You're going to feel better with people. You're going you're to connect more with people. If you're conveying your story uh, better to people, people are going to latch on to your work. And if you're Look, high-fiving yourself in the morning, you might find after a week, you know, hey, I kind of feel a little bit better about myself. These things add up. It's a cumulative effect. Hopefully, some of these things have resonated with you. At least one of them has, uh, maybe two. You know, start applying them to your life. Just start applying them to your work. Start applying them to your mindset. I'm always looking for things to give me a little edge or to just get me through the week because sometimes it's hard, you know. There's a lot of competition out there. There's a lot of stuff that we are feeling pressured to do every day, day in, day out, whether that's social media, whether that's applying to galleries, or that's, you know, trekking your work across the country or across the planet. So anything that gives us that edge or gives us a little bit of an energy boost to get that done more effectively, I welcome. So hopefully you like this. I've got another interview coming up for you, I believe, next week. So stay tuned for that. Hopefully you really liked my interview last week with Kelly Huang. She's amazing. So if you haven't heard that, go back and listen to it. And hey, thanks for listening to the podcast, everybody. Hope you're having a great week. Hope you're feeling creative, feeling good. And if you're not, start applying some of these things to get a little more energized in your life. We will see you on the next episode. That's right. I'm back and I'm taking over. They can't keep me down. Oh, I'm just fine. Man. Why is the bad always trying to keep me down? Anyway, so This has been the Living Artist Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. 
I just want you to know that I appreciate you being here, and I'm grateful to be in your ears. Your art and creative life on this planet is meaningful, so thank you for sharing it with me. If you like this podcast, whatever platform you're listening to it on, please subscribe and share it with your friends. You can also leave me a positive review to show your support. This helps me to reach more people with the algorithmic magic and keep the show going strong. If you want to see more of what I do and check out the art that I create, you can visit my website at www.pmsartwork.com or follow me on social media everywhere at PMS Artwork. That's it for now. See you back here next time.